Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. <laughs> I'm Moshe Kasher. That's my wife, Natasha Legero. Hi. She just showed me a picture of this man and she's like, look at, look at this guy's new girlfriend. And I'm like, yeah. And she's, I'm like, what about it? Is she too young for him? She goes, no, I guess they're kind of similarly matched. Well, what? Well, she's really hot and he's not. The man's a millionaire. <laughs> she knew she, she knew he's a millionaire. She knows this. I mean, it's Speaking like... Speaking of millionaire, Mosh, um, we got into a fight the other day. Not a fight, but I would love to ask uh, people what they think. Are you ready for the next round of Is Moshe a Ethnic Stereotype? <laughs> Brought to you by the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. No, seriously, let's ask people because I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty clear what the answer is. All right. I would love to get at people's takes, but I'm a see, I just know that all these freaking all these you know we have like a gigantic swath of our listeners are uh hardcore Bernie bros. And you know that I'm in the K hive, right? I'm straight up Kamala <laughs> like Kamala is my bay. Like straight up. Kamala is my hardcore bay. And so, like, I don't want to... You set... sound so stupid. No, I sound super sophisticated and cool. Uh, but Kamala is my bae, and <laughs> and Bernie is pure evil. Uh, okay. you know that's well, they're you, not you, opposite. You know that's my take. No, you know that's my take. Bernie is worse than uh, Pol Pot, and Kamala is equal to the Virgin Mary. In Bernie's my, my bae. Oh, Bernie's your bae? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a Bernie bae? Mm-hmm. That's what they should call the female Bernies, <laughs> is Bernie bae's. Wait, but hold on. So but can I just... Anyway, it's just they're going to go off on me about this. I know that. Listen, I'm a leftist. Okay, guys? <laughs> but the, but I... 
Okay. Go, go ahead, Natasha. So finally, after a long three years, we decided we could maybe get a massage if it were outside. What? Why are you going to COVID talk all of a sudden? We've well, I'm just get, saying. What are you trying to paint? Someone a, coming to the well, house. Hold on, Natasha. Are you trying to fool our listeners into thinking we haven't been getting massages indoors for over a year at this point? I haven't really. Natasha. I've gotten two. Natasha. What? Natasha. What? COVID is Ovid. <laughs> Virgil's or Virgil. Ovid. Okay. The, the, the Greek writer. So when someone comes to your house, which is a very rarefied experience to have someone come to your house and give you a massage. Sure. Obviously. This it's, is like, we are very lucky to be able to do this. And I think it's been a long time you know, we're, we're very excited. I, this is like something that's... We give we give to Black Lives Matter. Oh, my God. And Planned Parenthood. It just seems like there's so much equivocation about this. So when they give you the price... Yeah. Should you add... Hold on a second. You're going... You're doing the thing that you always do, which is going to the, the jugular punchline without setting up the context. So, <laughs> it yeah. It doesn't need that much context. It needs total context. Yes, if you, if you hire a, a massage therapist from a service... Then you tip them because the service takes a percentage. So if you hire them from a friend, you don't tip them. That makes no sense, Moshe. You've obviously never worked for tips. I have not ever worked for tips. Yeah, that explains a lot. It explains a lot. What what does the word "explain" even mean, Natasha? Okay, you attack me, I attack back. There's no such word as "explain." Okay, actually, what you're doing right now, you're actually. You're actually Gentile explaining, and I know you're no longer a Gentile, but you have all that Gentile upbringing, and so what? Okay, is there no difference between? I I, I don't even want to do this intro because I know I'm going to get fucking blasted. But do you think the the massage therapists who work for a company uh, have less money than the ones who work for? I think themselves. I think you should have us. You should. You shouldn't. Your tipping should not be in it should not be um what's the word contingent contingent or as you would say rick tingent (laughs) i got you this time your tipping should not be rick tingent on whether or not the person works for themselves works for a company what do you mean just have like a standard thing add 20 percent to all of your services always oh to every interaction you ever do you do you tip 20 percent no matter what is that true? No matter what you do, you tip 20%? I mean, any kind of like... Do you tip 20% at a retail establishment? No, that's Why? not a service, Moshe. That's They're selling you something. Oh, my God. Wait, okay. I'm honestly curious, okay? Maybe I maybe I fucked up. Okay, now I'm feeling guilty. I'm feeling panicky. I voted for Bernie twice. Um, when the person is the sole proprietor, where they are the owner, you are hiring the owner... You're supposed to tip on top of their of their rate. What like, is this like the 1980s? Like, yes, it doesn't matter who the owner is. Well, of course, they're it the matters. owner of their their massage. hundred percent, it matters. The reason that you tip um, people at restaurants and taxis and places like that is because they are underpaid by their um, employer, and their employer takes a, a specifically in That's, those cases. I do understand the employer, what you're saying. The employer takes a percentage, so you tip. To comp to compensate for that. How do you know that this massage therapist who owns their own massage table and doesn't work for a business, their wages aren't being garnered by the government for something? I well, mean, everybody's wainish, wages are being garnished by the government, and this time I fucked up and said a word that was uh, didn't make sense. Laura, would you tip someone who came to your house? Well, don't involve you- Laura. Nobody knows who fucking Laura is. Okay, this is between you, me, and Ovid. Okay, Laura. 
a massage therapist. It's not through a service. They tell you the price. You it's just your, give them that it's money. It's your friend. And let's see. It's it, not your friend. No, not your friend. But it's like a person you know, and it's like, oh, I do massage therapy. They cut. Hold on. Let me give, give you the whole the whole thing. It's a person you know. You're like, oh, would you co- like to? Would you come over and give us a massage? Yes. And would then, you like the, the opportunity to massage me? No. Okay, come over. Can I hire you to massage me? At the end of the massage, you say, what is your rate? And they say, it's this amount. And then you pay that amount. Or do you pay that amount plus 20%? Am I, have I fucked up here? I'm going to get fucking roasted over the, roasted over the coals. Pulled. Miss Laura? Round mm. to the nearest 20. But she's also under 30 and she doesn't understand that like 20% added to everything is sort of standard. Okay. Thank okay. you. She would. She actually would tip 20% after I scolded. Then by the way, okay, then when you hire somebody from a service, you should tip 30% because because no. they're getting because some 30% fucking is some too fucking cor- some no, because some corporation is That's is, not your problem. Okay, so now you support corporations. When you get a haircut, you su- do you tip them? I do. But if he owned the company, you wouldn't tip him? If I, if my friend or person I knew came to my house and I said, what's your rate? And they said $100, $50 for a haircut. Would I give them $70? Is that what you're asking me? Listen, this is a new thing where you get an in-person massage. It just seemed like the most... COVID safe, outdoor, we could do it. But here's my thing. I used to labor over how much do I tip people for giving a haircut? How much do I tip them at the manicure place? How much do I tip them for coloring my hair? And I could never figure it out. And then my friend, Ricky Lindholm, was just like, oh, you just add 20% to everything. Just whenever they give you the price, say, okay, can you add 20%? Can you add 20%? I don't think you understand. That is, it's against my religion to tip the owner. I don't think you get that. When you get bar mitzvah... By the way, the owner's the one with all the bills, you idiot. No, the owner's the one that makes all the money. You do not ever call me an idiot. <laughs> the owner's the one who's got to like deal with the plumbing issues and buying all the furniture for the shop and what shop paying are all you, the employees. What fucking shop are you talking about? We're talking about an individual sole proprietor who owns their own business of massage therapy. Listen. You tip the owner of businesses? Yes. Oh, hey, sorry about your infrastructure. Oh, hey, thanks for the are thanks you the, for the haircut. Oh, uh, do you happen to own this place? Are you the CEO of DuPont? Here's a little something extra for the, the the chlorine that I bought. Oh my god, you act like you're like having to tip out Mark Zuckerberg or something. It doesn't you would. Make any you go, sense. "Oh my god, the overhead on the Facebook headquarters must be out of control." Here, Mark, here's a little something extra for you. Listen. You okay. always tip. It's if it's, I'm a tipper. I'm a tipper. I just thought and maybe I fucked up. That because this person wasn't going through a service or a spa, that the tipping thing wasn't part of it. Because I said, what's your rate? And they said, this is my rate. Just because culturally... Like if you were speaking to a foreman, then you'd be like, what is your company's rate? A foreman? Well, what do you mean? Just because they tell you you the rate? Do you tip a a construction worker? No, but why are you saying they own their own business? They're just people trying to make a living. They're not hearing what You're not... Schlepping, whatever you say. It's schlepping, and you should know that as a recent convert to the Hebrew faith. Their massage table through your garage, through your messy apartment, into your house. Do you tip the handyman? No. Why not? That's a service. He's schlepping all of his tools. Uh, because it's more of like uh, you've decided on the price for a job or you yeah, pay them an yeah, hourly. Yeah, fucking exactly. Yeah. Just my point is that... But serve, the handymen are not... Like you don't tip the plumber. Why not? That's a service. 
oh my god know why not but i don't know either there's Tip, like certain listen, things moshe listen give me the benefit of the doubt tipping is a little bit confusing sometimes you don't know who to tip and who to not tip when in doubt just add 20 but nobody tips plumbers when in that's doubt, not a out. thing you never heard plumbers talking about their tips right so let so let me just articulate my position even as i admit perhaps i'm wrong the only reason I think the reason that you tip massage therapists culturally is because often they work for services or spas and you know that that service or spa is or hotels or whatever is taking an, a percentage of their income ergo you tip extra to make up for what the owners are taking because owners are bad workers are good in my in my political community if workers are good give them 20 percent. people these people work from for cash like they not, obviously would like more of your cash okay you're not hearing my point but maybe i would love to hear what the people out here think all right well we'll open that up to the uh crowd but you know what be gentle you know you don't you know just be gentle with me you know um N- natasha i think you can all hear has been engaged in uh, verbal, like sort of wanton verbal abuse towards me. It's and hard my- for me with you, Moshe, because when we first met, you wanted to chart, you wanted to tip fifteen percent at lunch. Yes, that was some, and I ch- and that that I adjusted that, didn't that- I? That made sense to me at the time, and it still makes sense to me. But culturally, why it- does that make still make sense? Well, well, especially okay. What do you tip for takeout? I always tip twenty percent. So you tip twenty percent for takeout, but twenty percent for full for full service. I'll tell you when I don't tip twenty percent when I'm waiting in line at a physical at a restaurant in in the flesh, and they give you one of those little numbers to yeah. put on your. Then you don't tip twenty percent. Then I'll tip like fifteen percent. Wait a second. If they give because, you, hold on a second. No, they, maybe that's not true. If they give you a number, you give them fifteen percent. But if well, because br- it's not like an actual waiter. But if they give you the burrito directly, you give them twenty percent. No, I, when I, for takeout, uh, I actually don't know. Sometimes if I call food to be picked up, I don't know that I always tip. I At all? I, oh, oh Natasha, when I, now. When I sign for it. Yes, yes, when I sign for it, but not usually 20%. Like not if I pick 20%. Up, if I pick up a $50 takeout order, I'm probably not going to tip 20% if I've like come there, there, they haven't delivered it and I'm leaving there. Is there a tipping expert out there that can just help us out? And also a but marriage and family doubt, therapist. <laughs> when in doubt, tip it up. When in doubt, whip yeah, it out. Just like, but I wasn't in doubt until you were like, I, I genuinely thought if the massage therapist is a direct contract, meaning they're going to get a hundred percent of the payment that tipping is not necessary. And they tell you what they're ra- Let me just finish my thought. They tell you what their rate is and you pay that rate because they've set that that's their rate. What you're saying makes sense. And in theory, it's all cool, except we are in late stage capitalism and everybody's in late stage capitalism. So everybody wants as much money as possible. So for goodwill, if you want that person to keep coming back, you should just tip them. Wait, so why then? Therefore, why do we not tip the handyman? Because no one's ever tipped a handyman, but everyone's always tipped for a massage. But, but now we're in late stage capitalism, and we should it, be tipping them too. It was never a thing. Well, anyway, they're charging you more. My, don't worry. My spiritual leader, Kamala, don't know her middle name, Harris, the VP herself. She says that capitalism is a good thing, and my grandfather, my spiritual grandfather, ba- Baba Baba Joe Biden, mm-hmm. he also he says uh, he wants to refund the police. 
and he and he thinks capitalism is good. So that's who I'm listening to. All right. So you can take your AOC squad Bernie bull doo doo crap, and you can you you can take it to the commune that you live on because here in a um, realityville, in my community, we like capital. You almost done. I'm done right now. We could switch over to um, taking a call, but we would love your thoughts and uh, just you know be be nice to me. All right. Well, let's take a call. Hey, Tosh. Yamush. You know that I used to be a smoker, and then I became a vapor, and then I became a gum chewer, and then I found the ultimate nicotine distraction. It's the nicotine toothpick. Those Zipix are good. They are... Okay, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys. I tried every nicotine toothpick company when I was going through my nicotine uh, alternative phases. He really did. And Zipix is the most delicious one that i found it's like a little treat my favorite was the sweet whiskey it has a a licory feeling to it our bedroom still smells like it i, mean, I like it they were my favorite but it's i very tried aromatic i tried them all i tried the mocha i tried the peppermint watermelon I like the cinnamon cinnamon's really good the sweet wood i thought was really good too spice island clove they're also good plus and you can stop exposing your lungs to smoke and vape fog that's the most important thing if Roche. there's anything the last three years have shown us it's leave your lungs alone no more dip spit yeah, it's oral gratification and amazing flavors that keep people coming back to Zipix. They are so good and my favorite. You should try them if you're thinking about quitting or you're thinking about um, just doing it less or if you fly a lot. Also, they have the caffeine ones and just the energy ones, if, even if you don't want nicotine. Right, if you're not a nicotine fan. But if you fly and you're a smoker or you're a vapor or whatever, you don't have to use them to quit, obviously. You can use them uh, in order to get through a long flight. Go to ZipixToothpicks.com. And use code HONEYMOON to save 10% off your order. That's ZipixToothpicks.com promo code HONEYMOON. Must be 21 or older to order. Zip more, smoke less with Zipix Toothpicks. Hey, Tosh. Yamush. You know, I love and am passionate about single-use plastics, but you hate that, right? You don't like um, throwing away tons and tons of plastics every day? Uh, no, I don't. It's my thing, but it's not your thing. And so you told me about Blue Land products. Um, I love these products because I'm doing so much of my, uh, spending so much of my time cleaning. Mm-hmm. But then also it's very Feels nice. passive aggressive. To not have to throw away the plastic when you're done with it. Because I have gone through many, many, many uh, plastic containers well, bl- full of cleaning supplies. Blue Land is a very simple concept. Rather than you buying a new plastic bottle every time you buy a cleaning solution, how about they send you a plastic bottle once and a bunch of tablets that you can dissolve to make those cleaning solutions and you will never have to throw away another plastic bottle. I mean, and it's cheap too. Refills start at just $2, so you don't have to buy more and you'll save more. Blue Land's innovative tablet refill solution takes up 10 times less space than a, than a traditional bottle. And their powerful formulas keep your home clean and smelling amazing. So you just put the little tablet in. It dissolves. And you fill it up with water. And then you just keep reusing the same bottle. It's all kinds of stuff. They've got cleaning sprays, hand soaps, toilet cleaners, laundry tablets, dishwasher tablets. You could try their Clean Essentials Kit, which has everything you need to get started. Blue Land products come in refreshing signature scents like Iris Agave, Fresh Lemon, and Eucalyptus Mint. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash honeymoon. That's 15% off your first order with any Blue Land products at blueland.com slash honeymoon. Blueland.com slash honeymoon. Okay, we're going... Uh, All right. Okay, we're okay. going... Oh, okay. Okay. 
I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, honey. Okay, you do it. No, you can do it. No, go ahead. Luke in Lakeland, Florida. We're going to call Luke in Lakeland, Florida. I'm going to be all, I am your father. And he'll he'll be really tickled because it's like a Star Wars reference. Hilarious, honey. Thank you, dear. Lakeland. Have you ever heard of that place? I have not. Sounds inland. There's maybe a lake. Oh, he's look. he looks cool. He looks like a fellow that I would take ayahuasca with at Burning Man. Hello. How Hi, are Luke. you? Hello. There's a mic stand in the way of you, Moshe. Oh, you can't see me? Or, oh, uh, I see that. It's our video. You're blocked by oh. like, a tripod. Oh, yeah. Can you move it over or will it mess up? I know. Our, oh, that's my, that's my tripod. Uh, oh, yeah. There we go. That's sweet right there. What's going on in Lakeland, Florida? What you do you guys, guys got going <laughs> you on? You got to be Orlando adjacent. <laughs> um, actually, I just found out that there's a a park opening up that has a restaurant and bars and walking paths and gardens. Nice. There's some yeah. There's some new stuff. Uh, How does that happen in a in a city? Is Lake, that Lakeland's on the come up? Lakeland is was just recently named in U.S. <laughs> News and World Report one of the top twenty up and coming cities in the northern Florida region to move to if you make under $65,000 a year and you work in a Is union. Is it really? No, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I do think yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I was just going to admit that it's central Florida. But yeah, everything yeah, else yeah. Is 100% but, correct. you know, you fake news. That's fake news. It's U.S. News or World Report. They don't get it. Well, I just have to say that I think it's really nice when things like that happen and, you know, things actually get better. Your, your, your area gets better. Yeah. They're like... That's cool. This city puts a lot of money back into the community, and it's really great. That's why I like, I like living here. Cool. And are there many lakes in that land? There are. Yeah, we live very close to one of the biggest lakes in the area. Ooh, for I sure. like a lake. I like a lake. A lot of alligators. Yeah, you guys got alligator oh, lakes. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, the whole freshwater <laughs> thing in Florida is like takes away so much of the charm of the beauty of the landscape there because it's like, oh yeah, come to our beautiful lagoon where you'll probably be eaten. You know what? I'm our, staying in California. <laughs> my dad had a had a condo in Florida and it overlooked a swamp, and they were telling us there were alligators in it. Yeah, even even in like an industrial apartment, like a, a industrial like whatever that was, like a gated community. There's fucking alligators that will eat your children. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the apartment that my wife and I used to live in, there were alligators in the lakes right next to the apartment. So like, they were just Wait. sunbathing right there. And wow. <laughs> there were signs saying don't get too close to the Yeah, lake. they'd eat a baby. What do you think? They're alligators. They had the opportunity. Ugh. All right. Well, <laughs> you never you never saw a Warner Brothers cartoon? What's worse, you guys, an alligator or a snake? A fucking alligator. alligator. Okay. Absolutely. Because where we hike, there's sometimes snakes coming out and I get really scared and then Moshe pushes me and makes me go the route that we've no. seen the snake. Luke. And I'm like, I know there's snakes in there. <laughs> Luke, Can Luke. we just go the other way? Luke, this is not she's, not, she's not accurately describing this. She will see a snake on a path and then from that point on will make us do a detour, a long detour to go a completely different because route. Because the snakes live forever, there. As if there yeah. aren't snakes on the detour. Snakes, no, no, no. Snakes come where it's like a really tiny path. I wanted to go to Luke. a wider path where no, no snakes they, would come. Who are you with Snake, here, Luke? Snakes are, yeah. No, I'm sorry, Natasha. I love you, but yeah. Moshe, you're right. Here's the thing about... Snake, s- snakes are scared. Yeah. They're yeah. scared? Wait, so you don't, you. you don't think I need to be that worried about snakes? No. Okay. Here's well, it depends di- on where you are. Here's the difference. There's no between- alligators. In we the live desert. in the Amazon. Here's a- 
<laughs> Here's the difference between a snake and snakes and alligators. Mm-hmm. Like one percent of all snakes are dangerous. Every single alligator you've ever mm-hmm. met is wants mm-hmm. to eat you alive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, listen, Luke. We want to hear what's up with you. Yeah. Hopefully, it's not an alligator. Uh, Tell us. Yes, I have uh, I have an alligator in my backyard that I really need help <laughs> well, with it. So you've come you to the right me. place. Um. <laughs> Let me ask you a real question, Luke. Okay. Um, how much money would it cost? How much could I pay you to have you go up to one of the alligators and like taunt it and like maybe even slap it on the nose? How much money to do that? None. Um, I'm not asking you. I'm asking Luke. He moved to Florida. It, he likes taking would- risks. Man, it would have to be five million dollars. Five million? That's pretty good. That's respectable. All right, I, I respect you. I can, I can lose a hand for five million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe a thing. I like my. You limbs. might get away with it. You no, I like my limbs. It. All right. Anyway, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. High risk, high reward. That's right. You know? Five million dollars. Okay, Luke. <laughs> and this is going to shock you. I'm willing to pay you five million dollars if you go right now. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm lying. What's up? How can we help? <laughs> okay so all right um i have a lot of hobbies uh i know this is probably this is very different from a lot of the questions that you get but i have a lot of hobbies and i have a wife mm-hmm. and i'm trying to get advice on how to balance you know getting better at my hobbies because eventually oh. I want to turn them into a career so that I don't have to work for somebody else. I like this question. But to get better at that, to get better at that, I have to spend a lot of time to really hone those skills. But that means taking time away mm. from my wife. Uh, and how, how long have you been ahead. mixing records? Uh, uh, 17 years. No, is that one of them? No, it's no, not. Okay. What are they? I am curious. What are your hobbies? Uh, so I make pottery. Mm-hmm. I do woodworking. I want to uh, kill him. Why? Why? He seems so cool. I know, but like, I would love. I-, I feel like I have artistic talent, but like, I don't have any time to do that ever, and I never will. That's just not true. That's, that's my question. That's the that's the problem. But you don't even I'm have having. a kid. How How do you know that? Oh. I thought do you don't have a kid. No, okay. Well, because you, no, it would have been, I'll tell you why, There's how no we know that. It would have been psychotic <laughs> of you to be like, I've got a lot of hobbies and I got a wife. And then 40 minutes later, you're like, oh yeah, we've got four kids. But anyway, my point is, what about this wife? Okay. Pottery, woodworking, what else? Uh, I also, uh, I'm uh, a cook. I do primarily all, all the cooking in the, for the house. Um, I play tennis on the weekends. Uh, let me guess. Dragons. I don't think you're uh, hoping to I become also... a professional tennis player at some point in your future, right? No, 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 no. It's woodworking. Woodworking and pottery is what you're what you're thinking. You want to become Correct. an artist, a yeah. full time artist. Yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh. So yeah. Uh. Tennis, Dungeons and Dragons. Uh. Learning Spanish. Uh-huh. I bake bread. Did you hear that, Natasha? Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. yeah he I heard tra- it. He tried to not incur your wrath. Uh, can Can you just stop and tell me your top three? What are the top three you'd like to get better at? Um, that you really want pottery. to devote time to. Well, as far as making it a career, it would be pottery and work woodworking and hopefully integrating those two. Mm-hmm. 
to sell them, obviously, and, well, and being is, able to work from home so that I can spend more time with my wife outside. Okay, of, relax you about know, your work. wife. This is very important what you just said because you're actually thinking of create like starting, you know, a career path for yourself out of some of your art. And I will definitely back you up that if you want to create a career for yourself from some kind of art you definitely have to put in your 30,000 hours or at least attempt to, maybe you'll get lucky, but like that is Isn't really 10,000 hours. You just whatever it is. 10, okay. Well, 10,000 hours. It's like 30,000 hours. Yeah. It all seems unattainable, but you know, I think it's really important to, to give that to any, because uh, uh, that's not really a hobby. If you're trying to like make a career from something, Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's yep. an, that's an artistic thing. Uh, that's something that you're going to have to like pay into. Natasha's right. And yeah. you know that it sounds like he knows that that, that those two yeah. things in particular, if you want to move from being a hobbyist to an artisan, you are going to have you are your instincts are correct. You're going to have to do the work ne- in order to neglect my wife. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I ha- think I have that's something a- for your wife. <laughs> I, you, you, you have like a million things you like to do. Yeah. Find something that yeah. she likes to do that you guys can have a hobby together. Like I always roast or not even roast, but just like really rag Moshe. Like when he starts watching all this TV without me and I'm like, wait, I could have watched that. Like, wait, I wanted to watch. Like, why couldn't we have watched that together? Because it's so fun to like watch something together, you know, and we have like a small yeah. area of things that that we would actually both like, you know, like today, happy uh, Holocaust, uh, Ken Burns Holocaust documentary coming out. Day, happy, ho- happy, He's very excited. Happy about that. Ken Burns Holocaust documentary <laughs> drop day, everybody. I'm sorry we didn't mention that on the podcast to start it off. Yeah, it's a big holiday around here. But anyway, uh, I'm just saying that it's, you know, try to use your creativity and finding hobbies for yourself to find something that you two can but, get into together. But hold on. Duh. Well, OK. Yes. Duh. In a way. But you know, it what, might take some creativity. It might might not be the one that he's like well, the most excited. Well, about. no, I mean, but I'm I kind of disagree with you here, Natasha. Like, if it's woodworking and pottery, and those are like eyes on the prize, I want to I want to start a thing where I'm a woodworker and a and a potter, and that's what I make my living from. Then you can't just hope that your wife will also yeah, get into woodworking and pottery. That's not realistic. But I think I think what you're kind of talking about bread baking well, that's and Dungeons what, and Dragons. That's what I was gonna say. When I okay, <laughs> I have my big hobbies are surfing, um, and DJing now, uh, recently, and <laughs> and I like video games, right? Camping. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't call it a RVs. I don't think yeah, maybe Composting those are hosting toilets. I don't know if I would call those hobbies, but like, <laughs> like, let's just take those three things, right? Like surfing, DJing, yeah. video games. For me, surfing is a kind of a um, a, a non-negotiable because it brings me stability and mental health, and I love it. So it's that, almost like him yeah. going to the therapist, and then yeah. he comes back and he's in a better mood because he so, surfed. So, so I, it's it's kind of like a very positive influence on our marriage. So I put that in one category. Then you got DJing and video games, right? Those are both negative really negative influence. Those, those are both truly you would say truly elected. Appall- appalling. A, a, I would say I would say really good and what they pair well with DJing especially is the new Ken Burns Holocaust documentary. But anyway, when I started DJing, I I kind of put the not like I won't do that anymore but I don't play I haven't played video games in you know in six months because I just realized like I also have a family and a wife and a child Mm -hmm. and a career and you know like writing to do for a living and blah 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 and I just don't have the bandwidth 
for all for all that stuff. So I got to kind of decide what's important to me right now. Obviously, surfing's important to me and DJing's important to me. So I kind of just don't have the time to play a video game. Will I play one again in the future? Absolutely. But I think like yeah. Natasha's instinct is right. All this other stuff, this bread baking, this uh, Dungeons and Dragons, this, I mean. <laughs> Maybe you guys could join a trivia team or I don't know, like what is something, does she have any interests? Oh, well, she she reads a lot and I don't. You could read a book together. Um, but he's not into that. It's like asking we, her to make we, a pot. Yeah. Well, the problem is really it's, it's kind of the uh, objects in motion, stay in motion, you know, where... I'll spend a lot of time where I'm making things and then I'll, I'll have a season where I'm not and I'm spending all my time with her. And I feel like when I'm doing one, I'm neglecting the other. Right. So and I kind of want to, I, I get out, I get out of that momentum of making things and it's harder to restart making things when I'm not, you know, when I'm not doing that. Here's so, what I can tell. The balance tell. issue is what I'm asking about. But I think you, this is all, there's so many false dichotomies in the problem as you're posing it that I want to okay. like, I want to get to what I think is like the root of it all, right? In order to to jump the line from hobbyist to professional, you have to work so fucking hard. I mean, yes, people have gotten weirdly lucky, but is Luke gonna get weirdly lucky you can't count on luck what you can count on is hard work so uh, luck strikes and you need it sometimes along with hard work in order to make it but in order to make the leap from hobbyist to professional you have to like have it's a non-negotiable that you have to have an unrelenting i don't mean like workaholic i mean just steady amount of focus and attention placed on that the and same- she needs to understand that and respect that so maybe something that seems like a hobby maybe isn't and that's something that right. she needs to know if you really think you're going to meld you know uh, what did you say uh, woodworking and wood sculpture pots. wood clay you know yeah. into a career yeah. meaning something that could potentially support yourself and yeah, a family exactly. like that's something she should know so that like you need to spend eight hours a day but having those times where it's like your time together is really important and you should like establish a date night and you should like if finding a hobby together isn't you know maybe you guys could like watch a series together binge something you know like make sure you're giving it adequate time because sometimes i need to remind moshe like hey i'm here too like can we find something that we'd like to watch together to get into and he's like well, what do you want to watch and i'm like I don't know. And I also have let's to, maybe find something. I also like, often have to remind you of similar things. But so, no, I know. I, I so, mean, well, it's true. Of course, I'm just saying. Well, what I was trying to say was I was trying to share our experience to help him. No, I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, that's it. The other thing I was trying to say was that equally non-negotiable is that time has to be spent with your partner in order for the relationship not to get all fucked up and wither and die. So if both of those things are true, I want to become a professional artisan and I love my wife and want to um, always be married to her and have it be a healthy relationship, then both of those things need your love and attention. It's like, it's not a negotiable, it's like gardening. I'm not, I don't know anything about gardening, but I assume that what I'm about to say is correct based on just some common (laughs) sense. Gardening isn't negotiable. It's not like I like gardening, but sometimes I like instead to go traveling. Well, your garden will die. It always has to be yeah. watered. It's not, it's not, you can't just be like, I'm going to put a six month pause on the garden. And then when I come back, I'll grow the tomatoes more. It's like they're dead. So I think yeah. 
that finding a way good analogy Mosh. thank you and i've never gardened in my life but like i think that finding a way to water that plant that is your artistic dream while uh also watering your your relationship is i'm going too far i'm i'm uh, beating the metaphor to death is super important and i think the way for you to do it is like i really relate to what you're saying where you're like you don't have a system you're like, oh, sometimes yeah, I... It's t- it's a time management thing. I have a 40-hour-a-week job. Right, mm-hmm. but you have to start mm-hmm. scheduling right. stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what's... Im- yeah, ha- that helps. You have to start saying to yourself, okay, Tuesday nights, Wednesday nights, Thursday nights, that's my pottery nights, but Friday night is our date night, and Saturday night okay. we do we do our mutual thing together, as Natasha was suggesting. You got to start systematizing it because what, you're, what you want to do is a huge thing, which is... Is leave your job behind and become yeah. your own boss. I mean, I think it's possible. It just is going to require It takes focus. so much focus and you really, that's why yeah. it's good to be traveling light and you have a wife. That's great, but you don't have like that many other obligations. So if you can just keep, I'm assuming she has a job. Yes. So the more you can work during while she's working, the better, obviously. And, you know, just scheduling it. And you know what somebody once told me that I was just telling Natasha this the other day. Somebody once told me who'd started a bunch of businesses um, he, I was like, what's, he said, you know what starting businesses requires is balls. And as crude of a, of a metaphor as that is, <laughs> I think it's true. Like if you want to become a professional, a woodworker and pottery person with potter, uh, you have to, you're, you have to know that at some point you're going to have to take a leap and make a huge risk. Yeah. Oh, and, and by the way, back to the calendar too. I, I had this friend and I went over to his house and he's a very creative person. And he had in his calendar like scheduled days off. It was like day mm-hmm. off, okay. like Wednesday, day off. And That's I was cool. like, I was like, why do you have those off scheduled? And he's like, oh, because I'm doing that thing this day. And then after that, I have to work at this other job. So I know I'm going to need like that space there. That's cool. And I think there's something really too, like being very disciplined with yourself and your calendar and like your time, because you said time management yeah. and you have to pay it to yourself sometimes and you have to be unavailable um, that's why you also have to be really available in other ways. So that's why it's like schedule two available things where you're just there for her. Then you can <clears throat> take that time and also communicate with her when you're going to be working on your craft. Maybe you need to enroll in a class that makes it feel more legit or something like, cause classes are always yeah, I thought about that. great jumping yeah. off points for creativity because even though like some of it's not up your alley and like you, there's, you know, other people and it's annoying or whatever. And it's like, Sometimes it's good to just take, like I used to take a figure drawing class and it was just like nice to like get away from everybody and, you know, no one asks questions because it's like a class and it's consistent. And then you can just kind of start your creative muscles working again. Um, I think that's very helpful. Yeah. Well, it just seems my, my problem is once I go into that creative mode, like it's hard for me to come out of it. And then once I come out of it, it's hard for me to get back into it. I guess that's my biggest you just got to suck issue. it up. I think know? that, yeah, that is the <laughs> difference. But honestly, and not to be all tough love drill sergeant guy, but that to me is, I, I get what you're saying. You know, you got to get in the groove mm-hmm. and you got to get your, you know, your mind flowing in that zone. But that's the difference between an amateur and a professional is a, a, the, yeah. the professional finds a way to hone their skill to the degree that they turn it on when they have to. You know, you think I always want to do a set? I don't. I want to stay home and watch Netflix. But when I get to the club, it's like I've done this enough times where I'm like, okay, I got to get up and I have to do well. And so I think that's your new, you're not, you're not 
looking at the rest of your life, you're looking maybe if you really take it seriously to become a professional artist, you're not looking at the rest of your process for the rest of your life. You're looking at the end of the amateur phase. Mm -hmm. And the professional phase is a different thing where you have synthesized these. And I, by the way, I think that I'm going to write that down. Well, it'll be on a podcast. Uh, It'll be recorded. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But I think I'm going to listen to it again. But I think that telling (laughs) your wife all of these things really explicitly Hey, I love you. You're so valuable to me. And I want to make sure that we I never neglect this relationship. But I also have this thing that I want to take all the way. I'm sure you've had some version of this conversation, but to say it really oh, yeah, ex- for sure. To say it super explicitly. Get her on board. Maybe she'll help you in ways that you never knew she was possible, you know? Right. Like Right. And saying it really out loud in those terms. And if she's not cool about it, that's something to know before you have a family with them, you know, because if she has some other expectations, that's great. So I'm just saying, if you say all those things in in one conversation where you're like, my relationship's important, my this is important, I want to move into a phase where I have a goal to become Mm -hmm. this kind of person professionally. And I also want to make sure that that never interferes with our relationship. Let's make a plan. Let's make a scheduling plan. Let's get together and on on Friday nights and Saturday nights and every other night I'll spend in my pottery thing and then find out because you're right. Once you make the leap, then you won't have the 40 hour week job and then you'll be able to do foot worship. But and that ho- takes a lot. And hopefully, <laughs> hopefully do foot the, worship, foot worship. Eventually, that's what he's interested in. Do he lives in Florida, I assume swinging like oh, yeah. meth and stuff like that. But also have you done the like Patrick Swayze ghost type of like love making in a pile of clay type uh, of thing? Every time I mention pottery. Okay, hey, I, what have, are you I do? have one Sometimes other thing to say. Fruit. I have one other thing to say. It's, you have to be careful not to be too precious about your art too, because I do think it all informs each other. And I remember I would yeah. be coming home from acting conservatory in New York, or you know, going to you know, leaving New York, and I was like going to my waitressing job and on my way from conservatory at like two 30, I was like in the best mood and like, you know, thinking of all these monologues yeah. and like do, practicing my accents. And like, I was so like all of my sensors were on. And then I remember like going to a waitressing job and then eight hours later, like leaving there and just being like Lafroig, McAllen, McCall- like just remembering all the, all the, t- all the, you know, whiskeys and like having to like say all the beers and like dealing with assholes. And like all of that was like, taken away and like you know robbed of me I guess until the next day but you know and I would like feel bad for myself because I'm like I just want to like be and maybe actually it's better to 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 be protected from the mundane but sometimes you know that's not your path so sometimes you have to just kind of like figure out how it can all work together I I have another thought too speaking of which speaking of what you're saying like you're so lucky that your dream is to be an artisan because mm-hmm. it's it is attainable if you get good enough at it you will and can and will become a professional at it it's not a uh, a pipe dream like if you were like i got some hobbies yeah, yeah. and mostly it's rap and making tiktoks <laughs> go viral it's like okay grow up that's what my thought would be like fucking grow up like if you're not willing to move to new york you're not willing to move to la and like put everything you have into this then it probably won't happen. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm yeah. not saying that art, that people with a dream to be famous shouldn't go after that dream. I'm saying when it comes to something tangible like pottery and woodworking, it's like all you have to do is keep working and you will get good enough and then, you know, have the have the balls or the ovaries to make a big risk and take a leap to become mm-hmm. a professional. 
you can make a living doing that. You will, you can do that. Yeah. I, I feel like that dream can and will come true if you just keep. And by the way, probably won't come true if you're by yourself all depressed. So you got to water that, water that wife too. Keep her wet. Keep your wife wet. Okay. Good luck. <laughs> okay. I think all we right. gave you a lot of wisdom. Yeah. I think we really dropped Thank some bombs. Thank you very much. And we yeah, will absolutely. gladly take, uh, when you're ready, uh, some pottery or some woodworking stuff uh, as a result of us being your spiritual guide to get you uh, into your professional realm. So let us know. All right. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank Bye. you. Good luck. Bye. I remember like my, when I was like almost done waitressing, I was like in the, I would like have dreams about like waitressing and then like collapsing. And like, I would like fall to the floor in my kitchen, like really? in the afternoon and like pray and just be like, please don't make me do this anymore. And then like slowly, slowly, like I was able to, you know, have a professional life, but I feel like it took so much sacrifice and it took Absolutely. a lot of hard work. And you just had to like decide what you were going to say no to because you have to say no but that's what's cool about what that guy's dream is. Is like I feel like with our dream, there's a lot. We both know some people who are out there that are so talented at comedy that just didn't, for whatever reason, the lightning didn't strike them, and they just never found a way to make a living doing it, even though they were talented. If this guy gets talented enough, he'll find a way to make a living, and I think that's like what a huge advantage. To have your dream be something that's so tangible and so based on thing, a thing that people need. Anyway, Natasha, you had some great thoughts and advice. I mean, he came to two people that figured out a way to make a living doing what they were dreaming of doing. So, I just remember it being taking a lot of your. Uh, t it took a lot of precedence. Like mm -hmm. you have to put that over most things. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I remember when I first started comedy, coming to the punchline, and Jacob Siroff, uh saying to me. He was another comedian, and he, and we knew each other from community college. And he's like, "Wait, you still have friends?" I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Oh yeah, no, I don't hang out with anybody anymore. I just do comedy." And I was like, "That seems like too much. That seems like too much sacrifice." And I didn't. I never did that. Anyway, I thought that would be interesting. Maybe it wasn't. Well, I just think going up when you don't really feel like it, like right. you just kind of have to make yourself. Sure. All right. Well, uh, maybe we should. Spread some of this wisdom and Yeah, we got a lot of wisdom to give. To hey, uh, Bailey in New York. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mush. You know what I love to do? What? To spend four to six hours in the drug department at a Costco, uh, finding hair care products. Oh, and my God. To go there all the time and buy them in person. And you know what's crazy? Even if you go to one of those places, they don't have good hair care stuff. Exactly. You, go, you have to go in or you have to go to a little salon to find high quality stuff. Forget all that. Go to Kitsch. It's a game-changing, time-saving, beauty essential super location on the internet for hair, skin, and body. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. Kitsch has tons of awesome products for your hair and your skin and your sleep. Oh, they sent us that satin pillowcase, not silk. That's made from silkworms, but it was like a satin pillow or a satin um, pillowcase with the eye mask. I wear that eye mask. And it's you let really me sleep until nine this morning because with it. you had the eye mask. Thank They're you, really, honey. really nice. They're great for your hair and your skin while you sleep. They've got these shampoo and conditioner bars, which you actually gave me one the other day because we were tired of throwing away plastics. And I started using the bar, and it really is high quality stuff. It's Especially really if good. You just like shampoo your bangs. You just it's, you put this little bar. You put the angle side on the front of your bangs, and then you just 
kind of rinse it out. And it's I don't, I don't have bangs because I'm a man. But anyway, whatever she's saying, I'm sure is true. They've got these heatless satin curling rollers, so you can say bye to heat damage. There's a quick dry hair towel. They work like a dream. Anyway, the point is. Just You don't have to go to a store anymore and search for what you want because it's all waiting for you, and Kitsch made it. Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash honeymoon. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash honeymoon. One more time, mykitsch.com slash honeymoon for 30% off your order. Okay, now we are going to call Bailey in... Brooklyn. Ah, Brooklyn. Home of girls. The Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. Late night slices of za. Yellow no, no cabs. One in, no one in New York the, calls it za. The Big Apple. Uh, Bailey, have you ever had real New York pizza? You know, I think it depends on your definition of New York pizza. You know, a slice. You no, know, a let late, her tell you what her definition is. You know, like is. a late night slice of za where Most. the fellas are in there and they're pounding dough. And you say, give you know me a they, slice. They, uh, they made it not 99 cents anymore, though. I did hear that. I actually heard that. It's a true sign of the times. True sign of the late stage capitalism that infects us all. Bailey, what's Where up? Sorry? What's up? I'm good. I'm so excited to meet you guys. I'm a huge fan, so I'm very happy Aww. to meet you. Well, hopefully we'll meet in person on October 29th on my show in the home of real New York pizza, Brooklyn, New York, at the Bell House, <laughs> right there in the Big <laughs> Apple. You ever heard that phrase, the Big Apple? No, new yeah. to me, but I like it. It's nice, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. yeah, New York City. Anyway, October 29th, Bell House. Heck yeah. I'm in Brooklyn, so yeah, sounds good. <laughs> okay what's up how can we help how can we help so my okay i have a live-in boyfriend he's my partner i love him very very much um he's an actor and um oh that sounds great. annoying <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like i'm just thinking young people actors brooklyn hey he's not, small I mean, small he's apartment not okay 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 so go ahead he's I mean, well, I don't know. She loves him. She loves him. He's her partner. Okay. All right. He's from Oregon. So, but um, he's, so he's an actor, but he um, is also an amazing chef and does a lot with food. And right now he just seems miserable. Like, I think Mm. he can be an actor if you, we met in acting school. So I used to be an actor. So it's not, the whole thing isn't foreign to me, but he doesn't seem to be happy anymore doing it. And he loves cooking. Mm. And he doesn't seem to think that he could do anything else. And every night when I'm out with our friends and he's like in the bathroom or whatever, they'll say like, why doesn't Noah just, you know, cook? Why doesn't he make, you know, do something with food? And does he, do you think he's going to still try to act forever? And I don't know basically whether or not to just like keep supporting him and be there for him and say nothing or kind of like push his other dream, which he really is passionate about which is like having his own business with food. That's mm. interesting. How the, old is he? Tonight's episode is all about dreams. You don't know that because you didn't hear the last call, but the last caller mm. also was about how do you, how does one grapple with a dream or mm-hmm. letting a dream go? It sort of sounds like. So so how, how old is he? Just curious. Is he in his 55. 20s? He's a 55-year-old man, <laughs> and he's never acted once. No. No, how old is he? <laughs> He's 26. He's 26. Okay. So I, I think that there's something to people's own relationship with their dream. 
and mm-hmm. sometimes it just needs to like play its course and you never want to be the person I don't think to like stop it but you know no. it might be nice if you could s- also like all actors are kind of idiots so you so kind of need him. is an idiot and that's a big part you of need, this. and he needs to say goodbye to that part of himself like I think everybody seems to know it the fact that he has a dual passion it's like duh but he just needs to like slowly let it kind of you know, fade to the background. I totally agree with you, Natasha, that like in a way, in a way, this is a like classic, like Nanya situation, Mm. Nanya business. But in another way, it's like not at all because it is taxing to be the romantic partner to a person who's got a monomaniacal dream that is not and seemingly will not come true. I mean, I don't know. He could be a huge actor i mean who knows but it takes like a lifelong dedication to just like pounding the pavement and like if you have something else you're good at that brings you passion you know that would be like a more chill life where you could actually still make a lot of money it's like you do want to encourage them so you should always be very positive about all of his food related stuff and and very very negative about any acting (laughs) performance you see no, no. Really but also, is there is it possible to do any kind of like class together, like a cooking class or something that you guys could like? I mean, he's the cook. Yeah, I know. But like maybe she could like involve herself. I, I've had a I had know? a breakthrough here. Mm-hmm. I had a breakthrough in the last five minutes. Yeah. But I like your suggestion of being really supportive of the cooking. And then when you see him act, be like, you don't got it, kid. That kind of thing. <laughs> no, don't do no. that. I think that your job. This is my breakthrough. Your job. It is a nunya. Uh, Because your job as his love is not to guide him into what he ought to do like his big mommy. I mean, that seems that seems condescending. Like, I know that you ought to be a cook. I know acting is not going to work out for you. Uh, So and then he'll get offended and be like, oh, you don't believe in me. Right. Like, I, I think your job as a love is to be is the part that you first said, which is that he seems unhappy. And so rather than like, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I believe in him. Like I 100% believe in him. It's really mainly that like he's in a show right now mm-hmm. and he comes home and he's like, not, he's not coming home. And he's like, Oh my God, let me tell you about like rehearsal today. He comes, he's coming home tonight. And I'm like staring at 15 pounds of mushrooms. Cause he's making mushroom risotto. Right. Like, right. It's a, it has nothing mm. to do. Like I am so happy to support him. Really. It's simply that like, he just doesn't seem to be, what happy, is, but he doesn't want to give up. Have you guys had that conversation? Do, are you are you enjoying acting? Do you still love it? Why you seem unhappy when you get home from work? What's what's your relationship like with acting these days? Have you had that overt conversation? I'm a little scared to ask that because I feel like he's going to be like, "No, I do love it," you know. And, and you don't like, want to oh. no, I, and you don't want to hear that. No, I well, you maybe don't. That's I don't. I don't. Is. That's what the vibe I'm getting is that you want him to go. This is ridiculous. I, I I need to move on. I need maybe I should be a chef. Like that's what you want, and right? Am I right? I don't know. I just don't know because I just want him to be happy, and it just doesn't seem like he's happy. And I know that cooking would make him happy, but if he like made it as the actor, then he'd be like very very happy. Right? You know what I is mean? is there any way you could say that last two those last two sentences to him, or is that like not possible? Yeah, because you could yeah, say. I, could, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but couldn't you say something like, if it really is like, 
you know, I, I've noticed you've been in kind of a bad mood when you've come home from the play. And I don't know, I'm just checking in with you to see how you're feeling about it all. And I don't know, well, like, here's, here's the, just start a dialogue about it. And if he's really defensive, you don't have to go on. Here's but. the risk that you run. What do you do for work now? I work in art. And do you love it? Are you happy now? Yeah. Like yeah. the risk you run is with this conversation is this is a tricky conversation for you specifically to have because the risk you run is coming off like okay okay buddy i was like you i grew up now i'm an adult and now i'm happy and a and a grown-up woman and you're still i love you but you're still like a little boyish you know wide-eyed you know it's that's the risk that you run with this conversation where he goes oh, okay got it so you resent my dream because i haven't given up on it and you want me to just like join the workforce or whatever like i started doing stand-up at 28 so it's like 26 is like, I don't know. I think you're still in the zone where you're like you, switching things. Yeah. So I just feel like the conversation is all, if you have the conversation, and by the way, I think a conversation seems necessary, but it's mm-hmm. all about, I'm noticing that you don't seem happy. And I notice mm-hmm. that cooking makes you happy. Like, it, is there any, what do you think about that? Is acting still your your ultimate dream? Because if it is, I want to support you. Yeah, 100%. But if it's not, I, I look at your cooking and I go, this person's an artist. You know, you would be so, you would thrive so much in this world. Like, oh, I have another thing you can tell him too. If you, I don't know how deep you guys get, but like, if you have a deep conversation about art and his ability, and if that's really, you know, obviously you should be also thinking about your life, but you know, maybe you could ask him or tell him that, you know, creative energy, sometimes people have to understand that creativity is like an engine and it has like all these different ways it can come out, you know? And so it's mm-hmm. like sometimes the form is acting and sometimes the form is tap dancing and sometimes the form is cooking, but mm-hmm. it's like it's still coming from the same creative to- I, place. That's real. So yeah. he might have Absolutely. to like. I love that. Be, I, I, that's but really but good that's touch. something you you come to learn. Right. So, you know, when you're young, it's, yeah. I so. think the conversation, I think, Natasha, that was really deep that. and really smart and spot on. And I think the conversation, if you do have it, I think it's all around this happiness thing. It's yeah. not around the acting thing or it maybe it's time for us to move on from acting. It's all about, like, what I see is that you don't seem like like acting is giving you what what it used to it's not filling you up and when i see you cook i see you so inspired and so happy like i'll support you no matter what it is you decide to do even though let's be honest that's not true uh eventually <laughs> with a, in a, a, over a long enough timeline it's no, not it's true, with Masha. little enough success and long enough time uh support dwindles but you know you go you go uh, is that a dream that you have you, you know what I'm saying? It's all about this like supportive, yeah. like I'm your cheerleader. I'm, I'm your rock. No matter what it is, I'm down. But what I'm seeing is that you're happier when you're cooking than you are when you're chasing yeah. this thing. Well, I think what Natasha said as well, like his cooking thing is very creative. He talks about making these like incredible dinner parties with like he makes this menu and he has poetry readings during it. Like it's not an uncreative thing. By the way. This is like the future for rich people, <laughs> like an amazing creative chef that like right. that like does poetry with Who the presentations. Yeah, like he's going to like make if he started a company, he could like <laughs> incorporate everything and get so rich. That actually sounds like kind of awesome to a, a, yeah. a, a really talented chef who's also a talented performer. Way richer than an actor. <laughs> who's coming in and doing a kind of 
a kind of almost interactive food situation would be awesome. I mean, that's a thing that happens with actors, with people in create in like entertainment industry stuff. You get very locked into one thing. I must become a movie star. And like nobody, that's going to happen for no one. It's like such rarefied air. It's like 0.01%. But to say, yeah, you're so creative when you're cooking and maybe there's a way to synthesize. I don't know. That's a very interesting idea. Anyway, my, my, my original point is, I think the biggest point is when you have this conversation, and I think you should because it's all about you being open to your partner, make it all about not, maybe it's time to move away from acting and all about what I'm noticing is you don't seem happy when you act yeah. and you seem so happy when you cook. Am I seeing things or is that real? And then if he right. reveals that it's true, then, then you, then, then damn it, yes, you've got yourself a chef and you can move along. And you're such a supportive partner. That's so nice that you care so much about your partner's journey. You must really believe in him. I really do. Like, I I mean, he's amazing. You know, like, he's he's truly, like, amazing. I just want him to, like, I don't want him to have these, like, 10, and maybe it's just me being his little protector and being too protecting about it, but I don't want to, I don't like seeing him struggle so much, you know? And I just... And I see this other thing that he's so good at. And it's not like that thing is going to make him tons of money either. It's just another thing that when he does it, he's like happy the whole time. Okay, I have a question, Moshe. You have yeah. a daughter. If she came to you and had a similar situation. You also have a daughter. What would you tell our, da- our daughter? If, if, if she was if, like, I really want to do this thing. But if you my saw daughter it. was Bailey or if my daughter was Bailey's, um, Bailey's actor, hu- actor husband. husband yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, and she's, what is she saying to me? She really wants to do this thing, but she's so obviously good at this other and thing. And I see it in her, you're yes. saying. I think what I keep coming back to the same thing. You just have to, if you have this conversation, like my old AA sponsor I would always say, like whenever I'd have a conflict with someone, not that you're in conflict, but I'd be like, you know, I want to have it out with the person. And he would always ask me like, why do you want to have that conversation? Is it to salvage the relationship or is it to get something off your chest? Right. And so I needed to always be, he's like, if it's just to chew someone out, there's no point in having the conversation. Just don't. But if it's because you love that person and you want to make sure you you stay friends with them. And if you don't say this stuff, your friendship will suffer. Yes. It's worth having the conversation. So like, uh, my biggest feeling is this conversation should only be if it's coming from a place of like, I love you so much and I'm seeing that you're not happy. I want you to be happy. Not, not that you're saying this, but maybe there's a small part of you that subconsciously is doing this. Not, hey, it might be time for you to grow up a little bit. Like You wouldn't say that to the child? All I'm saying is it's different from a, ch- from a love and a, and, a, and a parent. But even still... Nobody wants someone to come in and say, I'm noticing that what you're doing isn't very realistic. And there's another thing you should be doing if you grew up a little bit. Not that you're, I I believe you that you really just care about his happiness, but there's maybe like a (laughs) 0.5% where you're just like, what are you doing, dude? There's water over here. Walk over this direction. It's obvious, you know, come do this because it's clearly what you're supposed to be doing. Nobody wants their lover to be looking at them and going like, you know, come on, grow up, right? You deserve to be the wife of Mark Zuckerberg's chef. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody's dream. That is everybody's dream. No, so I'm saying, well, have the conversation, but don't make it about like it's time to grow up. Just be careful not to accidentally slip into those things because he could get so, it's so possible that he would get defensive and not hear what a place of love it's coming from, I think is my point. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm worried about that because it's not, that isn't the case. And like I said, he wouldn't be making any money doing this other thing. Like it's not, it's just a different sort of situation. It's like, it's important to note, you know, as well, the fact that like 90% of the time he isn't doing what he's doing. He's, you know, working at a restaurant Mm -hmm. and like that, you know, makes him just miserable. And that's part of the life. And I know Uh that, but like, it's just hard to it's just hard to watch. I see. So when he works in the food industry, he's not happy. When he works in the acting industry, he's not happy. You're saying you think what would make him happy is becoming like a, a an entrepreneur chef. Yeah, just try. I mean, just trying the other thing that he's passionate about, kind of. Or just, I don't know, like just think, just sort of maybe realizing that it's not making him as happy as maybe he thought it would let let him do him yeah i mean he's a he's a grown-up a grown-up boy and he doesn't need you to make him happy in fact you can't and in fact it's also possible that he's just kind of unhappy (laughs) in general and that's something to really keep keep track of right i mean he doesn't need you to make him happy but what he does need you to do is like and what you need to do is tell him tell him you know Here's what I'm seeing and I love you and we have to have this conversation. You you can't make him happy. That's not possible. You don't have that power. But you can support him. You can support him and you can bring Yeah. All right, <laughs> Bailey, be brave. Yeah, be brave. Have the conversation. Go there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And you can so, do it. And tell him tell him some statistics. Look up some statistics on how many actors make it and then show him <laughs> oh, those. God. On like a chart or something like that. That could be good. And go see him in the play. Maybe he's really amazing. I'm sure she's seen him. Is he really good at acting? He's great. He is great. Yeah. Yeah. He has a show this weekend and I'm excited to see him. And so. Oh, my God. You got to get him out of that profession. I mean, you're an actor. You are an actor. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to go to like amateur productions. What? He's so good. She's excited about going. No, he is good. What's better? Okay. What's better? The risotto or his role this weekend? <laughs> Has he ever asked you your opinion on his headshot? Oh, God. I've taken his headshot before. It's, That's what I'm it's, talking about. Yeah. And it's, hey, listen, it's a, 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 creative dreams are difficult to, to attain. But you didn't answer the question. What's better, the risotto or the performance? Uh, uh, the performance. Okay, the so the, the risotto. I mean, so the risotto. The risotto. I mean, it's so she obvious. She knows he's going to listen to this. Yeah. All right. Listen, <laughs> tell him to be a chef. You know what? You guys should watch John Favreau's seminal work, Chef. And then he'll be able to synthesize it. All right. Good luck, Bailey. We love you. Will you have the conversation? Yeah, I will have it. I'll have it. I was worried he was going to come home All right. right now. Right the door open, Tell so. us how it goes. Will you contact us again? We want to know. Yeah, hit us <laughs> yeah up. I can. And come on the 29th and bring some risotto for real. I could definitely do that. I would Hell definitely yeah. do that. He'll have a crazy amount. So I love that. Yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> Bye, hun. Good luck. All right. You're Thank awesome. You. you seem cool. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I think being married to someone who's creative in the kitchen is like kind of akin to like marrying rich. I hear that. I mean, I hear that for you. Yeah, you're really good in the I've kitchen. I've never experienced it personally. But I, you don't have that one, no. But I can imagine that that's really cool. It I is mean, cool. This is so Marrying interesting. Both of that was such an interesting episode because it was the two sides of the same issue, which is a person chasing their dream and the partner of that person having to deal with it. I mean, you know, it's very difficult because your job as a partner is to support your partner and make them thrive. And then also, if they're an act struggling actor in New York, I imagine. I didn't want to say this, but I imagine it's also like 
come on, buddy, this is kind of a turnoff, like if it's not working, you know what I mean? But then again, you know, there's that story about John Krasinski. I just was watching a clip of it. Do you know about that? Mm-mm. He says to his mom, he's like, I sh- um, mom, I think I'm going to go to New York and become an actor. And she's like, okay, but do me a favor. And um, she's like, I'll totally support you. But she's like, do me a favor. In two and a half, three years, if you're just getting no feedback positive from the universe, maybe consider quitting because I don't, it's not fair that I should have to ever tell you to give up on your dream. So she's just like, remember this conversation. And in two and a half or three years, like just your, do it yourself and get out maybe. And he goes, okay, that's fair and reasonable. Two and a half years later, struggling. Got the office. Cut that out, please. Two and a half. I mean, it's just like, obviously that's where the story is going. What the fuck? Well, how do stories, how do stories work for you? It, it boggles my fucking mind. Two and a half years later, don't cut it out now because it became funny. Two and a half years later, he calls his mom and he's like, it sucks. I'm getting nothing. Nothing's going my way. I'm just work- waiting tables. This is awful. And she goes, you know what? Why don't you just give it to the end of the three years? And he was like about to quit. He's saying, come get me. And he goes, okay, fine. I'll give it six more months. Two weeks later, Natasha... Got the office. He got the office. Yeah, that's right. Now he's got his dream come his true. Mother must have been a witch. I mean, that's pretty powerful stuff. So All right, you well, don't, never us, want to tell somebody to stop. No, I I love it. Uh, give us a call. 213-222-8608. Got the office. Leave us a secret. Or you can be on the podcast if you email us at endlesshoneymoonpod at gmail.com. You can also be a part of our Patreon community uh, where you can lambast me for not tipping. Uh, Patreon slash Endless Honeymoon. We have There's another a, dinner party coming. We have another dinner co- party coming. There's also a Discord on the Patreon so you guys can chat. Honeymooners can meet each other and maybe even a love connection will come from it. And there are merch boxes for the $25 a month uh, um, uh, category in Patreon. There are these fat merch boxes with old albums and all this cool stuff in it. They're coming your way, ASAP. Our child has been hard at work in a factory making mm-hmm. paintings for all of our um, Patreon, Patreon subscribers. subscribers. And I dropped a fat uh, mixtape for everybody. And there's more of that to come as well. Anyway, we love you. And not only do we love you, but Natasha, I love you. I love you too.